What's up? This is like vent day. Vent day. Anybody ever have a vent day? Just a vent day. Just get it out. Vent it. Vent. Ventilation is key. Vent it. No, everybody wonders how I move on from things so quick. It's because I vent like crazy. I'm like, I sound like the Tasmanian devil. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm good. I vented. <laughs> I vented it. I vented. All right, so today's, today's day one of an event we have. It's not uh, COVID has made sure no event's huge, right? So it's only like you know 30 people. But the love and hate of day one, right? Because it's nerve wracking. Because I don't know, I don't know how you guys do events, but how we do events, oh boy, just ev- like every little thing matters. So let's get to it. Event day, day one of an event. Oh my goodness, what to look at? Unleash your hustle podcast. Brought to you by Unleash You Now and hosted by yours truly, Michael Faber. Lego. Society is on the back of creators and entrepreneurs. They're the ones that are going to save the world, change the world, and leave it better than they found it. They're willing to risk it all to impact and carve out their piece. Like, who wouldn't love that? But they're being lied to. They're made to believe they need to buy this software, invest in this list, create this site. And they are out before it even started because they're worried about the wrong thing. That's the point of this podcast. To prove that that's not the case because... You don't need to, because we didn't, and we made it. So, vent day, day one. We got a day one of a, like a five-day event. And day one's always crazy. Why? Because the hype and buildup and excitement and nerves, and you want to get it right, and you know how important it is to hit them right when they come. You got to make, make that first impression like, yeah, 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 we did it. Thank you so much, right? Like, this is going to be great. And it's like little ways to do that. I, we say all the time, we want to make our event, whatever they paid, they sp- it felt like they paid or should have paid or got the value of something 10 times higher, right? Not like that big 10X thing that, you know, got real popular. 10X it. Everyone 10Xs everything now. Thank you, Grant Cardone. No, but everybody 10Xs everything now, but it's not even that. It's It's about... One, you know, the beginning is super important and the end is super important because normally how they feel when they get hit, they have that feeling going into the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And then when they leave, that feeling that they're hit with is like, okay, this was what, right? This was, so it's been funny. I went to events with people where no one sold, but the last person, they were like, damn, this was a pitch fest. I'm like, no, you haven't been to a pitch fest, brother. I'm like, I can tell you places I've been where every single person got on there and sold something and everybody ran to the back of the room every time and you're sitting there like, am I missing something? I And believe me, the first time I ever spoke at one of those and nobody went to the back and everybody else went to the back every time someone else went, I was like, God damn, I'm horrible. I suck at this, right? But it was, it was the calling. You get better, right? Like you have, to, you have to start. And that's why when people say I'm not ready for this or we're not ready for this or they're not ready, and I'm like, stop, like, the only way you get ready is you can only prepare so much until you have to take action on it and see what happens and see where you need to course correct. So you need to go. I'd rather course correct in a crowd of 50 to 100 than a crowd of thousands. So let's course correct small. So then when we when it's big, we hit. All right. So it's whenever you're like, no, we have to wait. We're not ready. We're not ready. It's like you're not going to get ready sitting on the sidelines. Right. Like no one's no one's ready to no one knows what they can do in a game until they get in the game. 
right? Like, I don't care. Practice, cool. Like, sit on the sideline, cool. But no one knows what's happening in a game until you get in the game. And then you have to adapt. You have to adapt to the speed. You have to adapt to the play. You have to adapt to the, the referees, to, to the style of game, to the style of opponent, what their strategy is, what your strategy There's so much adjusting and adapting in games. There, why wouldn't it be like that in business or in life? You have to adapt. And the only way we can adapt is by having a sample to measure to adapt from. All right? But it's like, so day one of an event, you want to hit them with everything you can, but not over. So you want to hit them, but also hit them in a way where they're like, this is going to be awesome, but this isn't their whole load. Like, this isn't everything. This is just to get you in the right mindset. And I mean little things. Like when they check into their room, you have a goodie bag and a bottle of water and maybe like pretzels and say, hey, here's some water and a snack. So at the end of the day, when you're collecting your notes, uh, you don't have to go looking for one. Right. Just little things like that where they're like, wow, this is really cool. Like they had a swag bag waiting for me in my room and uh, they had a water and pretzels like this is cool. Like they cared. Right. Like one of the little things we do a lot. We do a car service uh, for uh, especially for some of our like masterminds and, and events like that. Why? Because it's super awesome getting off a plane, not having to worry about Uber, not having to worry about where to go for an Uber that you walk out, you see your name on a sign and that person's like, hey, I'm here for you. Like, let's go. Right? Like, there's something awesome about that. It's something really cool about that. So those are things that we really, we really try hard to make sure that, that it happens in a way that, this, that it goes. So it's also nerve-wracking because you're not going to remember everything. So as it's happening, you're scrambling to figure out the things that you didn't figure out before, right? The adjusting, right? We're adjusting to the event, how it's going, how it's rolling, right? What's happening, who's doing what. We're adjusting, we're pivoting, we're moving, we're moving, we're moving, right? And it's, it's, it's all part of it. So it's like the nervousness and the excitement because you know what you can hit them with. So you're excited about them getting that, but you're nervous about making sure it all flows, that that's what they get. All right. So it's how do you control that feeling? And that's a tough one. It's been uh, it's like there's people I know in this space for decades and still don't really control it well. And it's one, it's being super prepared Two, doing run throughs before I I'm a huge fan in doing run throughs. Uh, often, right? Like I, I want to, I want to run through this. Let's run through this. Let's run through this. Let's run through this, right? Like I'll run through presentations. I'll run through how the room's supposed to go, where we're supposed to move, who's moving what, where's what going to be? How are we getting here? How are we going here? Right. And we'll go through this and through this and through this. And then we'll also have, if this happens, we'll have this. If this happens, we'll have this. If this happens, we can do this, right? Because why? Because it's important because not everything's going to go as planned. But it's like, where in your life are you sitting there and you're not being super prepared? Where in your life are you not trying things to be able to adjust and pivot, uh, like to adapt, right? Because we don't know what we have to adjust unless we try it, right? It's like, where are you? Where are you not giving someone that 10x value? And how do you create it? I asked, the, I, I felt like I asked a great question today. How do you turn an event, a 1500, we have a 1500 event coming up, Um Next month, the mastermind retreat, right? November 6th through 8th. We have the mastermind retreat November 6th through 8th. It's a $1,500 event, all right? In this event, how do we turn that event to a $15,000 event? How do you do that? How do you make sure they get this value that it's just stacked upon stacked upon stacked upon stacked and they're going to go at the end, how the hell did you only charge this? Right, like one of the greatest compliments I had, I had an event planner who's been doing it a decade come to me after an event and say, 
how did you pull this off and how much money did you lose? And they were dumbfounded by me saying we didn't lose any. Like we made money. They were dumbfounded. They were like, how? How did you put this? How did you work this out? How do you put this together? It's impossible. How do you do that? And then we sit there and we talk for hours about different ideas, different little schemes, different ways to work it, right? Different ways to, to hustle, to collab, to make it work for everybody involved, right? Where everybody's getting what they want to get out of it and knowing what they want to get out of it. And it's that thing where if you did that in your business, right? If you did that in your life, in your relationships, in your health, in your wealth, in all those areas, if you did that, what does that look like? That looks like an amazing freaking life. Right where you'd be exciting and it would be excited and nervous at the same time, right? Because that's okay. But that means that one, you're going right. There's no, there's no nerves and not moving. Right? If you're doing something like watching Netflix, you're not nervous at all, correct? But you're also probably not growing at all, correct? I mean, unless you're in weight, right? It's th- this is the thing. When you're doing something new, when you're expanding, when you're growing, it's nervous. Right? You get nerves. Think every year you went to school. You went to school every year. Every year you were nervous about first day. Why? It's new. You grew. You're in a different grade now. Different responsibility. Different way of looking at it. Different perspective. Right? Different your own, right? Your own belief on yourself, what you're capable and what you're supposed to be doing. You're you're anticipating what level you're supposed to be at. I can't think of the word I want. But with those expectations comes excitement and nerves. So it's how can we take those nerves and say, listen, I'm excited. I'm excited to serve my people. Like today we have an event going on right now. They're probably like, Mike, why the hell are you not here? All right. And it's I'm excited to see how we can serve these people, and how we can make their life grow in an area or multiple areas. And at the end, they say this was one of the best events. Listen, the event we're having today is the second time we had it. We've only been in the space three years in this space that we're having it. It's in a gala one. We're only we've only been in the space three years. We've had their the national or regional conference twice in three years. Why? Because the first time we had it, we put it we we went all out in the arena and uh, the the site making it very attractive for people to want to come to. When they came, oh my goodness, we took out every stop. Right, we made the event something where they were like, "Oh my goodness!" And two years later, they're like, "Can we come back?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course, you can come back anytime you want." Right, and then this time we were thinking, "How can we make it better? How can we make it bigger?" And the thing is, we couldn't make it bigger size wise. We actually had to say we had to make it smaller because of COVID, right, and following regulations. And but how can we still make it a bigger event, a more exciting event where they feel like they got a lot out of it, where they felt like it was above what they spent. I want at the end to feel like they robbed us. I do. I want at the end, I want them to feel like they robbed us. And where in your business, in your life, does people feel like, oh my God, I'm getting over on this guy, even though you're not, right? Or woman, right? Like, I'm so lucky to have, right? Like, have you ever been in a relationship? I, I like, I, and I'm not just talking about romantic. I'm talking about anyone. Like I say with my mom, I'm so lucky to have my mom. Why? Because she always over delivers, right? Don't get me wrong. Everybody's a pain in the ass sometimes. But they always over deliver, so it's like, I'll take all the negative because they're over delivering. I'm not worthy of this. Like, this is amazing. Or this is, or not even I'm not worthy. It's like, this is so awesome. It has nothing to do with me that, that this is so awesome, that this is so amazing relationship because they're willing to go above and beyond. And you can say that about your significant other. You can say that about your kids. You can say that about different friends, right? And the more you can in that better relationships, in that the relationships you look for and go, man, I really want more of that. Like 2020 has been the year of me really, really, really diving into relationships and who I'm willing to do what for and because time is the most valuable resource. 
and I'm I only want to I only want to I want to serve in my time, and I have to be able to serve people that are willing to let me serve, right? And and that will serve back, not necessarily to me, but will serve back. So listen, I I mean like I made trips for people I'll never make again, right? Like I want I want above and beyond for people I'll never do it again for, because I saw what happens, and that makes it goes. I can't take that time and do that for them because other people need that time and what they'll do is different. And when you're really about impact, I'm when I've got so focused on impact, it's not even the one person I'm directly impacting. It's then their community they're impacting and the people they're impacting and what they're trying to do to change the world or impact the world or, or make it better. I'm, I'm now I'm looking like eight streets down. I'm like, all right, like th- this is awesome. I'm, I'm all in on helping this person. Right. But, but then when I see what, what they're about, I'm like, oh, okay, well, they're not really about that. So I can't do that. I got to go do this. Right. There's people this, this year has been my year of check. I'm like, I'm checking everything because if you can't, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. If you can't manage it, you're just in it. Right. I, I heard that. I believe, uh, I, I believe Tony Robbins said that, that I heard. And it was when he said that I was just like, holy shit, hold up. Like, this is good. All right, like if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. And if I can't manage it, it just is. And you can manage your life. You can manage where you spend your time. You can manage those things and the impact in which you're giving. And then how that impact is then translating. What's the ripple effect of your impact? Right, like if you want to cause great impact, you can't just hit that one as hard as you can. I love it. Like impact one, yes. But impact one to impact many. Because they impact one, that they impact one, that they impact one, that they impact back one. And is that impact in the direction in which you want to go? Because listen to this and listen well. Hitler impacted a lot of people, right? So did FDR. So did like Lincoln, right? Like they impacted a lot of people. Not all good and some more bad. All right? So understand when we're talking about impact, all impact is not the same. It's not all like, oh, they're causing great impact. I should cause a great impact with them. No. Right? It's not the same. So no, not just causing impact. What kind of impact are you causing? And does it align with your life and what you believe? And what makes your heart leap? And when it doesn't, why are you doing it? Check yourself. Because the only way you can give that value is if you understand where you're giving it and how it's going. Right? I know this went, this went in a million places. But it's a journey that you're walking down. Walk down that journey and really start looking at these areas. Remember, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. Look in these areas so you can start measuring your life. Right? I used to be like, I never want to. Me- I never want to be able to marry. Not marriage. I never want. <laughs> that's a whole different show. I never want to be able to measure relationships. And I'm like, fuck no! I want to measure relationships. I do because you have to know what you're pouring into. You got. I. It, it doesn't sound great. But it's true. You got to know what you're pouring into. You got to know where that's pouring going, right? And how it's working. You got to know what and how every relate. People say relationships are not meant for you, and I, I think that's like the dumbest thing ever. Like in a relationship, you're not meant to have whatever it is you're looking for met. And I always say that like someone, someone says, "Oh, so you think you only have to give give to people I can give back?" I said, "No. There's numerous people I give to that'll never give back to me. But it's how they get. Like, what was the point? What was the giving? And then." What's the ripple effect of that giving? There's more to this, but if I can measure it, then I can manage it. Then I can make sure that the impact in which I'm doing is felt and then expanded at the max level it could be. And that's from event. We want to impact. 
We want to impact. No longer do we want to impact the people there. We want to make sure the right people are there. So when they're impacted, they're going out and then impacting in the greatest form and greatest strength possible. So that's like, why is there an application process to our mastermind group? Which, by the way, we have have we've received applications that we we figured out wasn't the best alignment between us and the people that applied why even though we have three spots left to sell it's not about selling spots it's about having the right people in the room that you know max it can maxify everyone's life in it and then the impact on what you're going to provide to the people they go to is going to be maxified again maximized right maxified (laughs) right it's it's that we know that's going to happen and it's a key. It's, it's so important. And listen, one wrong person in that room can end that room. And we all know those people and we've all been to those events. One wrong person in the room can end the room. So it's, it's important to note and think about this and really be involved, especially people in the world of the impact world. It's because all this relates and they all, it all rolls together. All right. Peace, love, and happiness. Yours truly, the coach, my favorite. Listen, uh, Unleash Your Hustle podcast. Let's get it. All right, brought to you by Unleash You Now and hosted by, you know, Michael Faber, like I just said. <laughs> Glorious. Day one of an event. Let's go. My heart's racing. Let's get it. Uh, go show the world your greatness. Peace. We out. We out. We out. Thank you so much for listening to the Unleash Your Hustle podcast with Michael Faber, brought to you by Unleash You Now, where we want to show the world your greatness.